Yo, Big D here with some more NFL content on the Big D Podcast. Before I bring in today's special guest, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Sweats and Sports YouTube page. My championship Sunday picks will be up shortly. Also, check out the Big D Podcast for all your audio listeners on Spotify and Apple. So while there are four teams competing on championship Sunday, every team wants to be here, of course, they're all... Seems like the NFL's got an endless stream of rumors, trade possibilities, and endless questions. And here to talk all things Packers with me is my Packers guru, uh, Kyle Senma. Kyle, it feels weird that the Packers aren't playing on Championship Sunday this year, right? I mean, they didn't play on Championship Sunday last year either, so that's that seems stranger because you expected it to. But yeah, no, it's uh, it, it yeah, funny that like that was the, the round. Uh, go back to. You know, 2014, they they played the NFL championship game, NFC championship game. Sorry, I think what four or five times in those in that uh, seven eight year stretch, and yeah, zero times they made it to the Super Bowl. Yep. <laughs> so uh, yeah, not not their round necessarily, but uh, you know, didn't even make the playoffs this year. So of course, the off season talk starts earlier for them as it does for, I guess what the uh, the uh, uh, eighteen teams that don't make the playoffs, their off season starts. That's the day after the regular se- the season ends, basically right after that regular season game. Some teams it's uh, it's over by four Eastern. <laughs> That's the off season starting. So obviously uh, Green Bay is in a real interesting pickle because there are all these rumors about Aaron Rodgers potentially being dealt and we'll get into that. But uh, what are the positives in Aaron Rodgers being the Green Bay Packers starting quarterback? I would say at this point, he's a better quarterback than Jordan Love. Like, and and you know, the contract aside, just the quality of play. I think we really don't know how good Love can be, but I, I Love hasn't shown anything yet to sh- to say that he's anywhere near what Aaron Rodgers is. So, if the Packers' priority is to contend for a Super Bowl, then Aaron Rodgers kind of has to be their priority to keep. If, if that's what they really seriously want to do. Maybe they f- can find a way to compete with Love, but I think that the obvious appeal is your ability to compete is much greater, I think, with Rodgers than it is with Love. I mean, Aaron Rodgers already won a Super Bowl. I mean, we know what Aaron Rodgers is. It's physically when he's at his peak. The question is, is Aaron Rodgers at his peak? Because you could argue the last couple of years, Rodgers is not... I mean, yeah, two MVP years, but in the playoffs on big games, Aaron Rodgers hasn't always been there. I mean, he lost to a 47-year-old Tom Brady at Lambeau, lost to Jimmy Garoppolo at Lambeau, and lost to Jared Goff in the Detroit Lions. Hmm. At Lambeau. At Lambeau. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, three very unceremonious ways to end the season. And, uh, you know, I guess the, the, the one before that would have been the 49ers again. And that one was in San Francisco, of course. But, uh, but yeah, I want to give you some credit, Dylan, because uh, before the season, you asked me to come on and rank the best quarterbacks. And I had a I thought was a pretty clear, obvious top three of Mahomes, Brady and Rogers. And you had Josh Allen either at one or two. I think you even had him at number one. And I, had, I had Allen at one and Mahomes at two. I think I remember doing that. And you and you in particular did not like where I put ranked Aaron Rodgers on my quarterback list. And I think now, if we were to do it, yeah, probably would have been. 
I don't know. He might not even make the top five for either of us, I think, at this point, because uh, I'd give you credit. I, I mean, I still think Mahomes is better than Allen, but I think I had Allen at five. You had him at one. I think he's probably two or three. So you're probably the closer ranking there. And I think Joe Burrow has really emerged as, you know, as you mentioned, about to approach the second straight AFC championship game that he uh, gets to play. And we'll see if he can get to his second straight Super Bowl. So I think that that's maybe now the new top three all of a sudden. It's, you know, Brady and Rogers kind of uh, exit out of there. And, uh, and yeah, so, uh, you know, borderline top five now, if, if he even is. So, uh, but, but, I don't think love is certainly top five, right? So again, back to the original point of, I think right now, who who do I trust more to win a game? You know, get to the playoffs, I would say it's Rodgers. But again, maybe maybe three years of Jordan Love sitting has unlocked something enough and and we'll see the, the real Jordan Love this year as, as being a higher ceiling than I'm giving him credit for. So there are all some positives with having Rodgers the quarterback, obviously, that means you're going to be on Sunday night, Monday night, the big Fox game, the big CBS, NBC, ESPN, Monday night games. Yeah, but, I think they have like four Sunday night football games this year, to your credit. Like NBC just loves Rodgers and the Packers. But what are the negatives in having Aaron Rodgers? Because can he be a big pain in the you know what? Because we've seen Aaron not necessarily be interested in the offseason. He's on Jeopardy. He's... Not really one for like OTAs, mini camp, and he can be a, and he can be a little snarky, right? Yeah, I'd say so. I think the, you know that sort of attitude can maybe happen with other quarterbacks. He might push it to an extreme to an, to a certain extent, um, but I think uh, the Jimmy Johnson that kind of talked about it, like you'll tolerate a player and the the off the field stuff the more that he is a great player. So I think someone asked him, like, I think he cut a player for sleeping during a team meeting. And, and someone asked him, oh, would you cut Troy Aikman if he fell asleep during a meeting? And he said, no, but Troy Aikman's a starting quarterback. Like, and he's done enough to kind of earn that. And plus, you know, as a starting quarterback, he's probably not the guy falling asleep in the meeting either. So you you tolerate, I think the Packers, to a certain extent, tolerate Rodgers just because of how good of a player he is. I almost think the bigger drawback is the contract. And uh, certainly wouldn't think they'd cut him, but uh, you know, even by trading him, there's still some dead cap to be eaten. But it, it it does free up some cap space to maybe add more to the team. That that you know, part of it is, oh, why don't they ever add to Rogers? You know, he's been a, among the higher paid quarterbacks really since the the Super Bowl and like since that MVP season 2011. Like uh, from then on, he kind of just maximized contracts, and so the team was never. You know, everyone talks about Tom Brady always taking pay cuts to make the team competitive. Rodgers never really did that for the team. So that would maybe be the one thing is you get to reset a quarterback on a rookie contract. And I know everyone talks about the fifth-year option with Jordan Love, but uh, really I think the, the idea there is the Packers probably forego the fifth-year contract. If they believe in him enough, you give him a shorter term extension that won't that'll maybe be around that price. I think the fifth year option right now would be 19 million, and they have to decide that before the start of this season, coming up here in 2023. Uh I think if they if they like him at that price, give him that for two, three years and make him prove that he can earn more. And I don't think he's done enough to where he would command maybe even that, like you can maybe, you know, 15 million over three years, like a 45 million three-year contract. You know, 30 million, two a year, maybe that's probably what he would prefer. Give me two years to kind of prove it. 
that's a lot easier to stomach in the cap and allows the Packers more flexibility than what they have right now. I just looked at Spotrack and the cap, the Packers are actually $17 million over the cap, which sounds bad. Um, there's, there's teams that are much worse. We could talk about the saints if you, <laughs> that's a different podcast, I think. <laughs> but uh, um, simply trading Rogers basically gets them to zero in terms of, of where their cap space would be. Uh, there's a, I'm just looking at it again, back to Spotrack. Uh, if they trade him and they designate it a post June 1st trade, their dead cap is only 15.8 million out of a $31 million cap hit, which to be fair, 31.6 million for a starting quarterbacks, not outrageous either. So the Packers can still keep him like they, they can still just go with the contract it is and, and kind of go that route too. So like, uh, all options are on the table. I mean, he could still retire too. So we really don't know what's going to happen, but there's definitely options for the Packers. And if, if the trade is the route they want to go, then suddenly the teams that I think there's tons of options and tons of teams that would want Aaron Rodgers as an upgrade at their current situation. So that could get really interesting too. Uh, do you think, do you think that Jordan Love is ready to become the Packers quarterback? Because obviously we saw the one game against the Chiefs in 2021 where Love looked shaky and then the cameo against the, uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles competing for the NFC Championship and Love played really well in the second half of that Sunday night game. So. I mean, seen other stretches too. Like there was the Saints game. He kind of played basically a full half of that. That was the week one of 2021 when the Packers got really destroyed on the road by 35. I think it's the worst loss Rodgers has ever had. So Jordan Love played significant time in that game too. But yeah, uh, shaky is maybe as you described it, maybe appropriate. But uh, do you do you think that I mean because Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre for three years, and I'm just saying. Do you think that Jordan Love is a starting caliber quarterback or is he just Mr. Unknown still yet? See, based on the sample sizes and what we've seen, I I think he's competent enough and capable enough to run the offense. Um, and he did have some good traits, uh, specifically when he was being blitzed. It seemed like he was good at recognizing the blitzes and the the old adage with the veteran quarterbacks is you never blitz them because they'll they'll see it coming and then they'll throw right to that spot where the blitzer vacated if it's a zone defense especially and that's where they'll get their completion and maybe their first down. The times that the especially especially that Chiefs game when he got extended uh, uh, look. Anytime they blitzed him, he he threw to that spot. So he was able to recognize it and, and take advantage of that. And uh like even this year, the game he played uh against uh with the uh, Christian Watson touchdown it was the Eagles I think you mentioned and uh he you know Watson had a big touchdown it was a well-timed football short um so it's like quick and just dis- it needed to be a quick decision to make it to give him the ball on stride to allow Watson to use his speed to take it to the house so it looks like the quick game and the decisiveness is there I guess my worry about Jordan Love so I think yes he he is capable and ready to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. I guess my fear and the, and the shaky part is the upside because I haven't really seen him do much in terms of complete the ball downfield. Other than I go back to that uh, 2021 week one saints game. And again, big 30 plus point lead. The saints were playing total prevent defense. So they were allowing a lot open intermediate and the intermediate deep stuff. I haven't seen love complete very much when the defenses are in competitive games, pressing those areas. If they'll give him the short stuff, he'll take it. 
but the ceiling to complete the deep ball as certainly as well as Rogers, but even to a, a, you know, an NFL average level, I haven't seen that yet. Doesn't mean it's not there, but uh, there are good traits about love, but there's also the, his ceiling is really unknown. And that's the scary part is it could be super low ceiling. It it might be what you see is what you get right now. And, and he's not that great at, as a, at a deep ball thrower, or maybe that's just there and, and he just needed time to unlock it. And like you said, maybe the three years of sitting, has uh, allowed him to hone his accuracy better. And, and maybe he is ready for, for that, to take that next leap as a ceiling. I'd look at it right now, Dylan. And, and how do you think about this? If I were to rank the NFC North quarterbacks, assuming let's say Rogers leaves and assuming everyone who we think is starting is starting. I, I don't know. I guess none of them are for sure is starting. Right. But, but if we assume that cousins Goff, and fields are the starting quarterbacks for their respective teams, I don't see any choice, but putting Jordan love fourth, in terms of quarterbacks, at least for right now, if he shows something this year, maybe he can elevate above those guys, but he hasn't shown nearly as much as any of the three of them have. So I'd have, I'd have no choice, but to make him put him at the, as the worst quarterback in the NFC. And that's a, that's a spot the Packers have not been in, in, in I don't even know how long, even, even in the dark days. Uh, I feel like the bears never really had good quarterbacks either. So you could always rely on that, but uh, yeah, like that could get that. If, if Jordan love busts and the Packers don't have an option at quarterback, that's a really scary proposition. Now, if they hang on to Rogers a couple of years and they, let's say, you know, there was a talk last year, Jordan love said he kind of wanted to start this year, get traded. Like he did not want to just sit behind Rogers again. So if they, if they move on from love and then, you know, they go with Rogers and he retires and they don't have a backup plan. And then it's, then it's really dark days if, if Fields has established himself as a franchise quarterback, if the Lions and Vikings have found their long-term answers, it could get really scary for the Packers and uncharted territory being the worst quarterback in the division, something there I've never seen in my lifetime. And certainly a lot of Pac- Packers fans older than me would say the same thing. I will say this about the NFC North. I think you're in the right division, whether Rodgers starts or Jordan Love, because Minnesota is not going 11 and 0 one score games next year. No way. No way the Vikings can go 11 and 0 one score games. Heck, even if the Chicago Bears trade the number one pick, they might draft 10 defensive players because the Bears draft defensive players more than anyone. And yeah, the Lions were great stories. Story second half of the year, but you really think the Detroit Lions are going to be great again next year? I like some of these pack. I mean, Packers have got two good running backs, two really young emerging wide receivers, and Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs. Very good, particularly left side of the offensive line. You need to get probably need to get another wide receiver, probably get a tight end. Let's see. You could do both those things in this draft. You could get Jordan Addison or uh, who's the kid from Notre Dame? Max Mayer from Notre Dame. And the Packers, I think they have a top 15 pick. I mean, they're picking right around where the 15. Jets pick. 15, okay. So, yeah, I mean, that, that, there certainly could be some wide receiver options available. I like the offensive line depth, and honestly, the Packers, and this was, this was a Ted Thompson special, but honestly, Gutekunst is kind of – this is the one position he's really drafted well as offensive line outside of the first round. Uh, you look at the starting five right now. I wouldn't say the starting five in that playoff game because uh, they started Yash Nijman at right tackle, but it really feels like it should be, should be Zach Tom. But even Yash Nijman, I think, is an undrafted free agent. But David Bach, too, sorry, one of the best left tackles in the league for a while. He was a third or fourth round pick. And okay, that was a Ted Thompson pick. But then you look at the interior of that line, Elton Jenkins, second round pick. Josh Myers, second round pick. 
John Runyon, sixth round pick. And he's been a, a you know, maybe a, an NFL average starting guard for two years. And you got that as a sixth round pick. And, you know, that halfway or I guess maybe I think one year left on his rookie contract. Uh, so that, you know, they, they've, and then Zach Tom last year, and he looks like he could be a future left tackle, but certainly I would imagine he's the week one starting right tackle. He was a third round pick, a third or uh, I think third round pick last year. Uh, yeah. Cause they, they, they originally had the two seconds, but they traded the second, second for Christian Watson in the second, but yeah, another receiver would be nice there. Um, if there was like a real high impact defensive player, like true franchise turn, like a, like a, an elite edge rusher still available at 15. Like, uh, like, you know how the jets got, uh, Jonathan, uh, Johnson or wait, uh, am I thinking of Jermaine, the wrong name? Johnson. Jermaine Johnson last year? He fell to them far. If he, if that type of scenario were like an elite pass rusher, like that falls to the Packers, only pass rushing prospect falls to 15. I could also see them just taking that elite defensive player. I think of the last couple times they've had top 15 picks. They went Jair Alexander and Rashawn Gary. So, uh, both of those Gutekunst, uh, Brian Gutekunst picks. So with him still as the GM, I could also see them, taking a defensive player, but wouldn't it be funny, Dylan? And I know other people have said this is I'm not being original here. Uh, they finally trade away Rogers and then they draft a first round wide receiver, that weapon that they, everyone always clamored to want to have for him. And they finally do it the year they, after they get rid of him, I guess it, like the Seahawks did last year, they trade away Russell Wilson and they finally address the O-line. And those two rookies at, at right and left tackle actually look pretty good for the Seahawks. So yeah, maybe yeah. that happens with the Packers. <laughs> So, um, obviously, if uh, Rodgers out the door, there are teams available. So, what teams do you think will be interesting for Rodgers? Because I think of two in particular. And I and one, definitely, and the other one, we'll see. But I think the one team that's going to be, that's going to garner the most attention, and not just because of the offensive coordinator hire they just made the day, <laughs> but because... Everybody remembers what happened with a certain Mr. Brett Fall when the Packers and New York Jets made that trade in 2008. So is there a possibility that Aaron Rodgers maybe ends up a Jet? And it's funny because, you, you know, the, the you could echo to the, the Favre sentiment, but I really don't think that impacts it much. It's just, it, do the Jets have the resources to pay? And they might. And, and uh, I, I wonder if, you know, what the cost is going to be on Rogers first, but I would, I would say most teams that don't have their quarterback situation settled this year probably should look at Rogers. If, if they think they have a team that can compete and yeah, you, you know, you're a quarterback away. That's the quarterback you go after. So I would imagine there's quite a few teams that are in situations where they, they could go after Aaron Rodgers or they, they would at least want to go after Aaron Rodgers. Do they have what the Packers are looking for in terms of dra- draft compensation? Um, I, I yes, because I, I don't know exactly what the Packers are going to ask for. I'd imagine they'd want a first round pick at the at the very like as, as part of a package, but then I'd imagine they want more than just a first round pick. Is it multiple first? Is it a first in a, in a player still on a rookie contract? Maybe uh, I don't know. I guess the Jets. You said they they, they pick thirteenth, so they you know did the Packers want to have two top fifteen picks? Is that intriguing enough? Um, throw in Elijah Moore, who the Jets seem to want to. Uh, Last year, I know he wanted to get to be traded away from the Jets. Is that something the Packers could use as, uh, you know, they don't necessarily have to go receiver there. If they, if like, let's say there's two really good defensive players they want, and they think that this is championship caliber defense with Jordan Love, Love at the helm, 
Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Elijah Moore as your wide receiver core, they can kind of, you know, is that the type of ammunition too that they could even use two first to trade up early and grab like a really high impact defensive player? They, they could get really creative if they get that second top 15 pick. So the Jets do offer that. So to your point, that might be, that might be a spot. Uh, what's the second team you think? I'm curious about that one. The Tennessee Titans. Ooh. Because you look at the Tennessee Titans. Let's see. They've got Derrick Henry. I'm just saying Derrick Henry can play right now. But the Tennessee Titans don't have a quarterback, and they're paying Ryan Tanner more like he's a franchise quarterback when he's a middling quarterback in the league. But I think you, I think you would agree that Mike Vrabel is a top coach in the league, but they don't have a top quarterback. I mean, Joe Burrow and the Bengals beat him last year when Tennessee was the one seed, and yet the Titans somehow traded away AJ Brown. I mean, you put Aaron Rodgers in Nashville, the AFC South becomes different. That might be the one division where Aaron Rodgers and Derrick Henry could win. Could win just by themselves. Yeah, watch out, Trevor. Um, but uh, oh, it's, no. it's, fun, it, it's it's funny because last year I was dreaming about the potential of a Traylon Burks, Aaron Rodgers combination. Didn't think I'd th- see it on the Titans. I was hoping to see that in green and gold. But yeah, that that would be a fit, and that's that's exactly what I was talking about earlier. Any like that's a team with an unsettled quarterback situation. Um, I don't know exactly Tannehill's a uh, dead cap, but I'd imagine uh, this far into his contract, they could probably cut him pretty easily. Uh, maybe they were, you know, they were maybe banking on, well, I guess with a third round pick, you're not necessarily banking on, but the, the, the hot, the upside shot that Malik Willis was something, maybe that's, you know, you, you, bridge Tannehill until it's re- ready for Willis, but you know, in a must win game and they, they brought in Josh Dobbs off the street and started him over Malik Willis. That probably said everything you need to know about. They don't think he's a long-term answer, at least not right now. He has to drastically improve. So I'd imagine the Titans are maybe looking if, if, you know, are at a quarterback upgrade is is it feasible to upgrade from Tannehill and there, there may be moves in the offseason that you look at some quarterbacks you might say okay if we can't get Rodgers maybe we stick with Tannehill but yeah that would be a, maybe the, one of the first shots uh Rodgers and a Brady right like if, if those two are going to play next year I'd imagine again any team that doesn't isn't for sure ingrained into a franchise quarterback has to be intrigued by both of them uh Tannehill's got 18.8 million of dead cap if the Titans uh, jettison him. And I guess why he's making up in the, in the close to 30 million, right? Uh, 27 million of base salary. So you're basically saving 10 million. With, the, with a $36.6 million cap hit. Okay. Oh, 30. Okay. So then, yeah, I guess that's, uh, that's significant. You basically save half of it. So, can you use that eighteen million to get yourself another quarterback? I suppose is is the question on, that they'd have to ask themselves. I mean, I mean, I think Mike Flavor would just be happy if they got somewhat of a decent quarterback. Because how many times did he been there? Like, uh, I'd be okay with a quarterback, not named Ryan Tanner, because I think everybody in Nashville's thinking. Why can't Ryan Tanner win a meaningful game against a confident quarterback? 
Yeah, I think, and I mean, yeah, I'd imagine the Packers are probably more willing to trade to the AFC than they are in, within the conference. Why well, um, well, I've heard Green Bay would only trade Rodgers to the AFC. Like, they don't want Aaron Rodgers coming back and beating him in an NFC title game. If he's going to end up in the Vikings, he has to sign there as a free agent. We are not trading him to the Vikings, right? <laughs> I, uh, yeah, so I, I think for sure they were going to never trade in the division. But, yeah, I'd imagine AFC makes sense. So, yeah, Jets, Titans, both of those uh, uh, mix there. I mean – do the Texans really want to get spicy? No, because no, no. Aaron Rodgers is not playing in Houston. He, he probably has to to okay the trade, and I think there's weapons in Tennessee that would intrigue him. But yeah, especially if if the Titan or if the Texans are giving up the the 102, he maybe look at that as okay. If I went there with the 102, I get to like could like convince them to take like whatever I think is the best player in the draft, whether it's offensive or defensive. Maybe like okay, this is the elite weapon we need. That may be a bit intriguing, but yeah, <laughs> that's uh, but but that's the type of team that at least should be asking what the price is. I think, I think you know, if if you have a chance, and I mean, they you know, the Texans picking second overall, maybe if they if there are at least two quarterbacks in this draft that they believe they can hang their hat on as a franchise guy, they're probably are best served to just take the rookie contract and and go with them. So, uh, yeah, they're 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 probably not likely, but uh, just within those divisions, um, I guess really the AFC AFC East it depends on what. Uh, the Dolphins think of Tua I'd imagine still on a rookie contract as long as he you know can clear concussion protocol I mean it won't be protocol but at least you know be symptom free at some point in this offseason you'd imagine they'd have to think they're confident with what they saw this year him leading them to the playoffs uh that they bring him back but is Rodgers intriguing enough um I know there was the tampering thing with Brady a couple of years ago but I think after Tua showed we did this year I don't know. I, I kind of think that they'll they'll just stick with Tua. Do you, do you? Because I've heard a lot of people kind of wonder if Tua is retiring, if if they should, if the Dolphins should go after Rodgers. I'm. I think the Jets would be far more likely. I I think Miami goes after Brady. Oh, they're still on that, yeah. I think Miami mm-hmm. goes after Brady. I know the Dolphins saying that we think Tua is the guy, but with at least two, if not three, concussions. I think Miami's got to consider everything. And if that means getting Tom Brady, I mean, you imagine Tom Brady in Miami next year when he could beat Bill Belichick twice a year? Tom Brady with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. That is, uh, that's, that he's probably never had a wide receiver duo that good. I mean, he's had elite receivers at a time, but it's always been one at a time. I don't know. Randy Moss and Wes Walker were pretty dang good. I guess Walker was pretty good in 2007 too. Yeah, I guess that is that is true. I was thinking more like hey, Moss's prime and then Walker's guys, prime came and then Edelman's prime, but I guess there was some crossover there. But the it would, 2020, it would, the 2020 Buck wide receiver group, yeah, too. I was thinking more of the Patriots, but yeah, I guess Evans and Godwin and the money's had the last three years has been and pretty. And Antonio Brown when he kept his head on straight. Yeah, that's true. What a trio that was. Uh, but I, that is the one NFC team. Could the Packers consider trading him? And it would be far geographically. And I guess it's to the Buccaneers. Is is that something where the you know the Buccaneers pay a high enough price that they're willing to do it within the conference? I don't think there's a there's a price high enough to do it within the division. But if 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 the you know Buccaneers move on from Tom Brady, is that is that an option? But if if the Packers are really set on no, we can get a great price no matter where we go, and it's going to be AFC. Then yeah, they're probably out. The Raiders. I mean, we know Rogers and likes Devonte Adams. Is that is that a, a possibility if they move on from Derek Carr? So I think they're again any team that really uh, again specifically AFC team that isn't set on who their quarterback is. 
probably should be knocking. And yeah, I think you, you maybe mentioned the two best teams there, Jets and, and Titans. I've heard a lot of the Jets, but yeah, the Titans make a lot of sense and isn't something that's being talked about as much. So kudos to you there. So ultimately, uh, what do you think happens to Fan Rodgers? Do you think A, he plays next year, B, is he starting for the Green Bay Packers, New York Jets, or some other team next year? I'm almost like 33-33-33 on plays for the Packers, plays for other team, or just retires. I think the, the retire one's probably shrinking the more it sounds like the trades are happening. It's it it kind of sounds like he's gonna play and he just kinda has to decide if he wants to be traded almost. Uh so maybe it's closer to like 40, 40, 20. Um I still think again the Packers what their priorities are and, and with the good offensive line they have, like you mentioned, and, and some key defensive pieces, does Rogers really look at the say the Jets and Titans and say, I have a much better shot at winning a Super Bowl there? I mean, he's probably right now in the better conference. Like, yeah, I think you'd rather be in the NFC than the AFC in terms of ability to make the, the the playoffs, but certainly compete for a Super Bowl. Really, you're looking at the Eagles as the only, like, super team, whereas, you know, the, the Jags might even almost join, like, four, like, there's four super teams there. Um, I guess, the, you know, Lamar Jackson with the Ravens, that's that's actually one team. If, if the Ravens trade away Lamar Jackson, do they get aggressive and go in on Aaron Rodgers? Hmm, I never thought of Baltimore, but I'm not sure Harbaugh and Rodgers fit together. Though. That's the one thing I was saying is, what does Rodgers think of Harbaugh? Does he view him as, man, that's a a great guy that I, I can trust as a leader, but it's it's the great that I don't have to rely on him as the offensive guy. He's just the head coach. Does he, is he find that intriguing that his, you know, he, I, he'll bring me in and he'll let me kind of work it out with the offensive coordinator for me to run the offense I want. I don't have to kind of contest with the head coach for that. Does, is that intriguing for Rogers or is that, like you said, maybe he and Harbaugh, but that he views him as someone he'd butt heads with and doesn't like, that. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to pretend to know what goes on in Aaron Rodgers' mind. As much as I, I am very curious and interested, uh, I don't know how he would view that situation. I think he, that could go either way, but that's maybe another team that is, uh, especially if, again, if they do decide to trade Lamar Jackson or move on from him, do they want to just go from one franchise quarterback to another, just reverse the ages, unfortunately, go from the old the young guy to the old guy? I mean, you used to never see big-time quarterbacks move. Now it seems like big-time quarterbacks are moving every offseason. What's going to happen now? The last three years. I remember, I remember thinking that three years ago, oh, man, this is a big offseason for moves, and then it just kept getting bigger and bigger the last two. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's been uh, crazy. Yeah, I guess uh, maybe the, the salary cap going up, teams have more flexibility to move on these big contracts or be aggressive giving big contracts. So we'll probably just see those numbers continue to escalate. And these thirty-something-year-old general managers are like, I want a quarterback. Well, it seems like the gap uh, between the the elite quarterbacks in the NFL and the bottom end, whoever's the thirty-second best starter, it seems like that gap is just getting wider and wider now. And uh, uh, yeah, it's either the the haves and haves not. It seems like you just, I mean, Brock Purdy. I don't think would anyone would say at this point what he's done. He's the thirty-second best quarterback, but he's maybe the only exception. You look at Hertz. Burrow, Mahomes, like the four teams in Championship Sunday, they're all probably top five quarterbacks in the NFL right now. So, uh, you know, young quarterbacks are that this it's weird. Rodgers was probably the last of that generation to truly come in and take over. You had some guys like Matt Ryan, Matthew Stafford kind of draft along the way. Cam Newton was maybe the closest. And then 
that 2020 class, this generational quarterback class, luck RG three already long retired. Wilson was pretty good. Tannehill was not nearly as good as advertised for a first round pick. And uh, Brandon Whedon was that, that probably shouldn't have happened. <laughs> Imagine the, the Browns took Russell Wilson, how much different NFL history is, but uh, it seems like, like that quarterback class not staying as long as it did. It kept, kept this big, vast kind of cavern and then it, you basically went from Rodgers to Mahomes like 12 years later for that like next best quarterback and it seems like once that Mahomes Watson class came it seems like there's been kind of elite prospects every year since the years before that what uh, you know James Winston Jared Goff Blake Bortles I'm thinking of like the earliest taking quarterbacks for a few of those years you know there there were some good years but there was also a big gap between and it seems like that younger generation now They've started to come in and 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 they've taken over. All right, Kyle. Thanks for uh, hopping on today. Hopefully, the Packers will be uh, back in the playoffs because uh, I think we all missed playoff games in Lambeau Field. Yeah, as a Packers fan, would love to see even just a playoff win. That's been two years since uh, you could even say that. So uh, yeah, I uh, would hope uh, whatever happens that the Packers can get back to the playoffs and uh, we'll be doing some full press coverage Packers things uh, this year. I know we've kind of taken a break on the podcast. I I think we'll probably do a podcast episode before the Super Bowl. So uh, probably a Super Bowl preview, a Super Bowl reaction, and then we'll eventually just get into our offseason stuff and, and talk about coaching changes I guess the Packers didn't really make any, <laughs> contrary to what some Packers fans wanted. But yeah, that's those are conversations for another day. Uh, Dylan, really appreciate you bringing me on for this conversation.